on this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show. We'll find out if the Fear the Walking Dead gang can stop a nuke, if Loki and Sweet Tooth can keep up their hot streak, and if Magneto and Professor X can finally make it out of the Savage Land. All that and more on an all-new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every single live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host of this episode. Or at least I, I think I'm still the host. There's some changes happening in the studio right now. I honestly don't know what's going on. I would say host-ish. I would say that, uh, okay. uh, you know, like, your your the host thing that is outside of your office, it looks a little, like, tarnished, you know? Like, it's uh, getting yeah. dirty. Uh, somebody wrote in Sharpie co-host next to where it says host. So who knows what's going to happen? I'm glad that you brought that up because I, I saw that and this I, morning. I only noticed it but did not do it. I think that's important. To mm, say. It sounds suspicious because I just mentioned like, I don't know what's happening. And you came in with this whole like, oh, yeah. And did you notice somebody put co-host on there? Oh, once again, the person with the knowledge is the bad guy. No, yeah. I have the knowledge of who wrote that on there. And okay. it wasn't me. Okay. Well, you're claiming it's not you. Uh, this other voice, I, voice you hear is my possible co-host. I don't know what to call him. I'll let him decide on that host. uh host host yeah i'll, I'll just be host you're ho- no i'm host okay. if we're uh, well, both for, for right now god damn it this was a mistake this is ryan though hi ryan hello hi um ryan do you know why uh where mike is do you know what's happening uh, i think that mike mm-hmm. uh did a sky lift he he did one of those things where you know you get in a little like cart and you go across the mountains. Oh yes, yes, yes. Like at Disneyland or whatever, but uh-huh. it was a real one. And we have not heard from him since he got on there. Wow, he was so brave for going on there. He was like, "This is my greatest fear. I'm going to conquer it." And now it, it's not heights; it's just skylifts. 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 Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you can see everything. He yeah. said he doesn't. He doesn't like it. Well, um, I don't know if he got on there, if somebody maybe sabotaged it. Uh, we did get very threatening letters as well, because we also have uh, Caitlin here. Hi, Caitlin. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, um, I know you guys were looking for a replacement because someone, you know, mysteriously disappeared. So weird. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have anything to do with it. I didn't, like, cut any cords. Caitlin, I have to it. notice, or mm-hmm. I have to ask, yeah. uh, you're covered in grease and you're holding a uh, wrench. Oh, yeah. yeah, that? I'm getting really into, you know, Wrenching? scratching my back with a wrench. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's really cool. It's a big trend right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's real That's real hip of you. Yeah. You also have a Sharpie in your pocket is what I specifically oh, care about more. Yeah? Uh-huh. I love writing mustaches on my own self. Don't you like mine? It's very cool. <laughs> it's, it is. You know what? It is pretty good. I I'm like, going to give myself a unibrow now. Okay. That's going to be a good look for you. Thank I do appreciate you. that. Um, are you ready to step in for Mike, though? Because, I mean, we are down one. You valiantly came to the this call. You answered the call here. Here, Caitlin, repeat after me. Yes. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike. Did I get it? Oh, yeah. No, you're, you're in there. <laughs> she heard your low-level impression of Mike and was like, no, no, no. <laughs> well, she's a professional. She's, a, she she's ready for Vegas. She's yeah. like, can you, can you be like, I love corn on the cob. <laughs> cob. The well, corn. <laughs> Mike always says that. I don't know why. I know. I don't know what's up with him and corn and skylights, but 
he's got some issues. If Caitlin, do you think you could do so good on this that you would kick off Mike from the show? I think if Mike was able to come back, he wouldn't be able to <laughs> oh, because wow. I'd just be here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, when- it says... I just killed somebody on a skylift on your t-shirt right now, but we should ignore that. <laughs> it was like a really cool thing at the souvenir shop at this place I was just at. Nothing to do with Mike, okay. though. Nothing, so nothing to do with the skylift. What I'm wondering, Cassie, is yeah. does she have a good Ryan and Cassie? Oh, and that's what an if she question. Just, what if this was just like a one-person show of just Caitlin? Is she coming for all of us? We, we could see if by her impressions of us if she is going to come for our titles. Caitlin. Out of nowhere. No reason for this question. Can you? Um, do you have a good Ryan impression? You nailed it with Mike. Duh. Okay. Okay. Hey there, guys. <laughs> Is that good? Is that <laughs> not bad? Oh, was that good? <laughs> Asking for uh, like applause right afterwards. That is the best Ryan impression. Yeah, <laughs> you really nailed it on that one. Um, and then uh, see, we got to see uh, about me as well, oh, Caitlin. Yeah. Um, so I got these Crocs and they're really cool. And now I'm a podcaster because I have Crocs and I really like Jabalets <laughs> on my Crocs because I am a professional and my name is Cassie. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that she was missing is like, uh, hey, I uh, uh, I just uh, I turned in the single greatest <laughs> podcast performance that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am sorry. I'm just I'm so sorry because it was so good. And uh, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> These are half compliments, half tearing me down. And I thank you oh, guys for that. I think it's that. way more tearing you down. <laughs> I found more compliments in it, which is saying more about me, probably. So thank you guys for building me up on that. I would love to have you guys keep complimenting me, but we do have to go on for the rest of the show. Um, For the main event, we'll be talking about Fear the Walking Dead. We also get to some other shows on the pool list that uh, might be better than that. We'll find out, though. But let's go to Fear the Walking Dead right now. On the season six finale of Fear the Walking Dead... Everyone is facing their inevitable death via a nuclear warhead and are figuring out how they want to spend their last minute, minutes, which we get to see in little vignettes. Some choose to fight and try to survive while others squat in other people's houses and drink their beer. In, uh, in the end, most people survive, except for Rachel, who turned herself into a zombie before the blast, and some child who we definitely saw get obliterated. Other than that, a big old group gets picked up at a heli, other people are down in holes, and Victor stood in a building right by a window and survived. Apparently, you can half-ass writing a finale and trying to survive a nuclear bomb. Okay, this is a little leading, but keep going. (laughs) We'll see if they can get our opinions from this. Taste Buds, I ask you, do you think this finale was a slap in the face to people who have been faithfully watching? Well, Cassie, I think that you killed it by saying minich, which is when you (laughs) have... Yes. A minute of spinach. And you have one minute to eat a bowl of spinach. Yes. And that's my new favorite Netflix game show. <laughs> Welcome to Minage. You know what? Game shows have been getting wild recently. That could be one. Do you know what sucks about the post-apocalypse? We know that there will still be spinach. There you know will always be spinach. And nobody's still going to want to eat it, especially the canned one. Nobody wants that. I got to say, I was like 20 minutes into this episode until I was like, wait a second. A nuke? Yeah. Like, what are we fucking doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, why are we making TV? Like, yeah. what is this? Like, I had to look up if it was just the whole, like, series finale. And no, it was just season. And I was like, what are they going to do? Because they everybody's preparing for a nuke to come. And they are just going to, like, holes and uh-huh. little, like, basements to survive. Or if you're in a building that has one window. One giant window. Actually, yeah. you know what it is? If you are sort of a good actor... 
you will survive. <laughs> if not, then you're definitely going to get Okay, but there's a character named Sue, and that was the gr- the little girl's name who was hanging out with Lionel Luther. I don't know his real name in the show, but... John Glover. <laughs> oh, wait, that's his real name in real life. Okay, okay, him. <laughs> she's hanging out with him, and I was like, she's like an okay actress. Like, I think she's okay. And then we get to see her get fucking crispy as oh, hell when that new kid. Yeah. I was like, okay, you're going to kill the child actor over here, but all everyone else will survive. Stra- except for Lionel Luther. He did die, too. He did so. die. I like Strand how he got died. to watch there and just, like, watch the mushroom cloud and go through it. But uh, the girl, what's yeah. her name? Sue. 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 Uh, man, did she well, they, extra crispy. They put the whole budget in watching this child get obliterated. They're <laughs> yeah. like, no, watch this one. We and know what you're here for. Crispy children. <laughs> what are we talking like 13, 14 years she old? She seemed, yeah, seemed very young. There. But I, I got to say too that John Glover, uh, Caitlin's beloved yes. Lionel, Lionel Luther, mm-hmm. he said that I need two people to turn the key. Yeah. yeah. But he was also going to start the new world by multiplying with her yes? yes that's what the whole time all i could focus on i was like what is going to happen she's here such she's such a fucking brat and yeah. then also so young maybe lionel luther it was find somebody else it was yeah. a real there was a lot of weird vibes they were throwing at us for us to come in on this episode and try to get all these dynamics and just be like what like literally the amount of times i said what the fuck while watching this i was just so confused can we at least admit that they did launch a nuke and then explode a nuke like when The Walking Dead does stuff, we're like, that's not going to happen. And mm-hmm. then it doesn't happen. But that nuke, I guess, did go off. It did go. It did. It just maybe wasn't a full nuke. Like, maybe it was just, like, a fake one because it didn't even kill zombies. It didn't kill no! a lot. That's what really got me because it's like they – I was assuming they put the nuke out to kill all the zombies and for everyone who was hunkered down that they'd survive and all the zombies were gone. No, the fucking zombies survived like cockroaches. Mm-hmm. Like, why the fuck did you even do that then? Well, one zombie – Test your theory. One zombie faced a dust cloud and he was like, shh, shh. And just wiped it off. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm fine. I don't care. He coughed and all of the dust came out. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it did set the tone like from the beginning with this. Like we opened up to a chick just trying to change a tire and then getting her leg obliterated. Oh. And uh, she then like once she stabbed herself, it truly was the first what the fuck moment. Because just trying to figure out what is happening right from this opening like really set the tone of I don't know what is happening. The car came down and it popped her bone out perfectly. Yeah. So it was like it was really like, oh, shit. I've, I've uh, eaten too much chicken. Like, there is too much bone <laughs> that I am seeing. And then she was like, all right, well, I have to kill myself then in mm-hmm. the most painful way possible. Yeah. There are so many other ways to kill yourself. Yeah. And she was like, all right, to the gut. <laughs> You're straight with this tiny dull knife to the gut, I guess. <laughs> it was basically a spork. Yeah. <laughs> and she tied herself to a dog. I could not comprehend what was happening. But later on, it was to deliver the baby. Also, somebody else brought up a good point. Did she? Could she just not reach the baby on her back to eat the baby as a zombie? That's a good question. I would love to watch a zombie just <laughs> try to get the little baby. She should have <laughs> broke her arms so they couldn't move. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you put that uh, her reaching for the baby to dance music, it would have been. But I do, I do think it's clever to like put the handkerchief in your mouth. You know, like, so you don't scream. So I don't. No, so I don't eat my baby. Yeah, she can't. Uh, is that what that was for? <laughs> it's like putting a filter on there, like a coffee filter. You can't put anything in there. <laughs> That's exactly what those are for. (laughs) I don't even want coffee. I want hot water. I just want the water. (laughs) 
Um, they did try to make like tell the story in a cool way with like the little vignettes or whatever, where they put up the little phrase that they would eventually say. Oh, Cassie, I'm watching you work. I'm watching you try yeah. so this- hard to <laughs> make this like an episode. Did they say what was written on the screen in that little yeah. section? Did and they? did the writers jerk themselves off to that? Yeah, you. I was more important uh, if we put titles uh, above the scenes because they, they had these little it. individual whatever vignettes you want to call them mm-hmm. where it's like titled and then you get the story i was like listening trying to find that section but i got yeah. too bored to yeah. even look <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh i think there was one where they hit it fast i think it was the one with the whole crew whatever that group is trying to make it to the um the coordinates uh, whatever's happening with them. I think they said their phrase. Oh, real when quick. the guy spray painted the thing on the bottom or on the floor. Yeah. 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 My favorite title was Holy Fuck, They're Zombies. <laughs> when it cut back to them, that guy said it right away. I, for the whole time for this series, like this has been the one where it's like the best casting, the best ensemble, the mm-hmm. best acting. And this is when they all, they gave it all up and they were like, no, let's move fast. Let's do a bunch of crazy shit. And you're not. Yeah, it was no. You're not capable of that. Yeah, they, there was a lot of senseless killing, which I understand in an apocalypse that would happen. But the people who got murdered should have been smarter. But I don't know. The show uh, is just bad. The no, show. No. There's <laughs> there's a perfect example of that where uh, they blow off the the doors. That's of, exactly like, what I was thinking thing. of. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. The people who had taken over the tornado chamber, yeah, or whatever it's called. They come running out immediately. Yeah, they get shot immediately. Yeah, Guys, we've been doing this for years. Yeah. Now. You, you should would... be trained. You know what to do. You've lived in this apocalyptic world. Don't no. Like, yeah. Oh, what's out here? Like you have, like you're in the small room. You know the people got to come to you because uh-huh. that's where they want. And they're <laughs> like, let's run out there. Run out as fast as <laughs> possible. And the two people who are like uh, sniping them, mm-hmm. they look at each other like, this is, I, I had no idea it would be this easy. Like, <laughs> I can't believe this stupid. happened. <laughs> But those people did. They were the ones who decided that they were just going to spend their last moments in this chill house where these people created a family. Uh, would you guys lean towards that if you were in a, this situation, or would you just try to hide? Well, we have to talk about Sweet Tooth as well later. Yeah. And I think that I would ingratiate myself to the best cabin possible. But like, mm-hmm. not be a dick about it. Not be like, I got a gun. Get out of here. But I yeah. would be like, you're cool. I'm cool. <laughs> I've got we some old beef jerky. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's I, have a little party. I'd blow off the doors of some cellar in order to try to stay in there, yeah. try to survive. That's, I think, what I would do. And then blow some people up and try to take over that cellar. Do sounds, that. sounds like you. Yeah. Uh, they, they really tried a whole lot here. I, there was a lot that I didn't know which was happening, but was there a storyline that you guys were more intrigued by? You know what, Cassie? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, like... <laughs> Launching a nuke is like the craziest thing to ever happen yeah. in, the, in the Walking Dead world. And uh, there was a... If we can get back to John Glover. Yes. Uh, the person that you guys are super into because... Despite he being shredded. Old, <laughs> shredded. Everybody look up how shredded this old man so is. So fucking shredded. <laughs> Cannot believe it. But So we have a cult leader, right? Yeah. In the Walking Dead world. And cool, I guess. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't care. And like... And he's trying to, like, uh, I don't know, restart society like cult leaders do. and But, like, it's all been done before. I think that this genre of show might be busted. Yeah. I think that we might have to move on because they're launching a nuke and still making it boring. Yeah. Then I think that you might have to move on. Yeah. And then we got... Uh- we have this family that survived with a baby and they're, they were talking about earlier about nuclear fallout and like all the radiation, everything that's going to happen to them afterwards. What's going to happen for the rest of the walk, the 
the series? They Is it just going to be dealing with the <laughs> <laughs> more zombies and then also radiation poisoning and just watch everyone slowly die? But I, mean, I guess thing. that is, is what they, they thought. How cool is it that we're going to show the for the first time? We're going to show the post-apocalyptic story, right? Like we're going to show what happens then, and then they were like, "Oh, but that only goes so long." Like we ran out of stories. Yeah. And oh, I don't know the timeline. It, it, but like the other thing too is that like uh, Morgan and his girlfriend mm-hmm. just lost a baby. Yeah. And at the end of this episode. They just get a baby delivered, <laughs> baby delivered. by a stork-like <laughs> dog. It's, that's insane. At, at some point, Morgan should look at the camera and be like, this is bad right here. This can is we, insane. Can we just say that I'm really sad about the dog possibly dying? He's got to survive. They, those two survived by going underneath a car but with open sides. radiated poison. There were tires there. there tires protect all. Of course, of course. <laughs> it had but, like it was like on hydraulics, the way it went up and down, up and down, up and down over their body. It was cool. It could be, maybe the dog just gets superpowers from these. I like oh, that. Okay. It's underdog. Awesome. Crypto, yeah. <laughs> That's what, if that dog doesn't get superpowers next season, this is officially a trash I would show. Watch, I would watch The Walking Dead if a dog got superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> If Fear the Walking Dead comes back next season and there's just a dog walking around going like, what up? What do you need? Where are you? If we get Scooby-Doo 2.0 over Fear the Walking Dead, you bet your ass I'll be watching it every week. Take (laughs) note. That's all I need. Um, Well, you guys, this is about all there is can't be said about this one so i would say uh, i i actually kind of like this show every time i check in i sort of like it this was dope it was a bad ending it genuinely felt like they just didn't the writers didn't try like i don't know what was happening with the story because they also i don't know if they were trying to do something with the fact that like all the bad people survived because victor survived but he's the, not bad he's likable he's like is our he? anti-hero okay yeah. okay but he all definitely right. did survive if yeah. you like wear a swastika armband mm-hmm. and you're like i hate all people then you definitely got got okay but strand cool. is somewhere in the middle okay all right at least they did that okay so they're not trying to i don't know what they're trying to do just to keep in the good actors yeah. <laughs> um do we know if the show is already getting renewed it is oh, oh man that wow. is crazy <laughs> so i feel like that noise you two just made <laughs> is our opinion on the show it is genuinely wild, but if the writers, I'm just going to send this to them, um, apocalyptic superpowered dog is how you mm-hmm. can say this. Uh, I'm just going to ask this question before we go to for fun. Did they stick the landing? <laughs> I think the bomb landed. The bomb did land. It didn't work fully, but it did land. You know what, Cassie? You know what I've learned about recently? They did not. Because John Glover did not take his shirt off, and that is why. Yes! Start a campaign. Let that old man show how shredded he is. Okay, they had the opportunity, too, because he got shot in, like, the chest, and they she could have, like, tore he the shirt tore off. Open. Yeah, like, oh, like, looking at the blood, he's like, it's uh, like oh, shit, he's shredded and shot. The the fallout takes shirts off first. Yeah. And then Blows he has his shirt off. <laughs> Like if they say a way to protect yourself from radiation is to wrap your shirt around your face, and then we could have saw his shredded body. Oh, uh, man. Caitlin, I know you've been trying to get this campaign started, and yeah. I believe you're building a website for it. Can you tell me about your Lionel Luther shredded website? Yeah, it's just basically pictures of Lionel Luther's abs, like, and then there's strobe lights behind it, so that way it goes oons, 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 and the whole page has like music on it and everything. I like to add gifts on there and everything. It's, it's really cool. Okay, okay. And it's always oons, oons music to the abs? Yeah. Or does, is there <laughs> different stories for the abs? If you scroll down far enough, it just turns into Smallville, like the theme song. Okay. Save me. I think it's important to point out that on Caitlin's website that when you hit the 
the mute button, uh-huh. it says louder, question mark, <laughs> and then uh, absolutely makes it louder. Yo, did you mean louder? <laughs> you surely didn't mean mute on this. Okay, um, have you ever built a website before? No, but I know I can do it myself. Okay, and oh. how, is, how is your plan? Like, you're just going to grab screen grabs from Smallville of these abs, throw yeah. it up on? Yes, JPEGs upon JPEGs is what okay. I plan on doing. Okay, and do you want people to interact with these at all, or is it just viewing these ads and listening to the uncents? I, I want people to interact. That'd be really cool. But I don't know how. Okay, well, I can... She is admitting defeat there. She yeah. doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. Is that's there a, a way? I want it to also be sexylexi.com. <laughs> you know what? That's very good. It's pretty you. good. Sexy Lexi. We're Lexi talking about a show with Tom Welling. <laughs> <laughs> and all you guys can talk about is John goddamn Glass. Did you see how shredded he was? It was <laughs> surprising. It was surprisingly shredded. The show was Superman. He's hot, too. I watched the whole thing this morning on it while Cassie was asleep. There was an episode where both of them had their shirts off, and uh, he, John Tom Welling looked like a fucking fool. So <laughs> it did not compare. And I don't have a website to go find this information out. No. I need somewhere to go. Not enough people know about this. So Sexy Lexi, this is an important cause, Caitlin. Yeah. So I'm going to send you over to my friends at cybersprout.net, okay? Thank you. They'll work with you hand, on, hand in hand. You tell them what you want. You tell them it's a close-up on an ab, and they're going to be like, we got you. We got you. Thank and you, you. want to put the music in wow. there 100%. But if you did want to tackle it on your own, they got drag and drop templates. You're, you're not going to do that, though. They also handle security. Security and maintenance is going to be so big for this one. Oh, so. needed. <laughs> yeah. It was so important. Put those abs on lock. Uh, but well, plus, China wants to hack into this. It's yeah. Possible, so. <laughs> it's going to get so many views. Thank so. you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, cybersprout.net, they're going to be your partner for the digital world and your partner for Lionel Luther's abs. Thank you. Um, that's all the time we have to talk about Fear the Walking Dead, though. So coming up next, it's our pull list. We are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. Cassie, please. Ha- half, half the shows that came out this week. Yes. There's too many shows. There's, we- I did, I'm not in charge of this, okay? I don't know who is setting this. They keep giving us a little envelope as a ransom thing and like, you must watch all these shows. It's a <laughs> lot of shows. It's a fair amount. Uh, but no, Brian, we're, we watched them all. We're going to talk about them all. And the first one starting it off, Sweet Tooth. On the second and third episodes of Sweet Tooth, Gus and Tommy spend the night in a cabin that has a sky lift. <laughs> Caitlin. Caitlin. Oh, yes. Um, they seem great. After putting one family in jeopardy, or as I call it, Jeopard D. What's that mean? The... Uh, the bigger guy his uh-huh. name is Jeopard oh, okay 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 <laughs> after putting one family in jeopardy or as I call it Jeopard E they make their way to the train station to get Gus to Colorado but they don't things go terribly terribly wrong taste buds before we get to Gus and Jeopard let's talk about some of the other storylines starting with Dr. Singh are these characters working against our main ones I don't know. I think the one, so we got, a, I think her name's Amy or something, the mm-hmm. one that lives in the zoo. I think they might team up she eventually. Bought <laughs> she bought a zoo. <laughs> and then kicked a She squatted yeah. at a zoo. She did not buy a zoo. She did not go the Matt Damon uh, way. No paperwork was exchanged. <laughs> she called squatters rights on a zoo. So, and I love her. But she might, I'm hoping they work together because she's going to have another hybrid that she might, like, is probably going to like teach and everything. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have two. Two learned hybrids, I hope. I feel her. She's a lot like me in that uh, the city is run down. We mm-hmm. don't know what to do. Uh, a pachyderm of elephants run. 
Just breathe it in. Just <laughs> celebrate how impressive it is for elephants to not give a fuck about you and walk on by. Just run by. I was super confused when those lions ran by. And then I forgot about Zeus mm-hmm. and how it could be in the city. I was like, how the fuck did they get there already? I also thought the same thing. I was like, are they where? What? <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but do you guys want to buy a zoo? Oh, oh my God, yes. With Matt Damon only, please. Literally ever since that movie came out, I was like, I would love a zoo. I'd do that. Can we talk about that for a second and how he kicked the snake? No, it's sweet tooth son. <laughs> the other person the doctor i kind of i can't get a read on him fully he seems like he's a really good dad he's a little I, twitchy i think it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't do the pinky switch um here's my thing about that storyline is that while uh we have a guy running around with a deer kid mm-hmm. it seems super realistic and then when we get to dr singh it seems like a comedy of errors like yeah they're like they're burning houses to the ground, and yeah. like, they walk by a uh, burnt house, and they're like, oh, he didn't want to party. Mm-hmm. And then later on, we find out that they have the twitchy pinky, and then they saran wrap a dude to a mm-hmm. chair and burn it down, and then sing all long sign as another guy eats pie. Yeah. yeah. There's always got to be, like, in, for some reason in these shows, there's always got to be, like, a normal place to live where it's still the suburbs uh-huh. and it's completely fucked. Like, I don't know why when this became, like, such a big trope, but they are really, I feel like this one, they're really leaning into that there. Like, this one is creepy. I do not like this place. I do not like his wife. Like, I know he'll do anything for his wife, and that's the only reason why I think he's, like, a super villain is mm-hmm. because of his wife and what she's, like, wanting him to do. Because mm-hmm. she's like, you have to, like, experiment on these hybrid kids and you have to murder them just, like, for science. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not okay with it. And she's like, you better be because I want to live. Caitlin, did you watch more episodes than you were supposed to? No. Oh. We watched two, right? Okay. Because they read the instructions of how to like make the cure or like help people. Yeah. And something very bad is in those instructions. Really? And I assumed it was experimenting on hybrids. It seems like it's got to be. I'm guessing because I haven't haven't watched any farther, but I'm assuming that's what it is. He, (laughs) He reads the book and he's like, what? And then he looks at the ground, and it's a drain of blood. So yeah. it's probably not yeah. cool. <laughs> Whatever he's doing, it's probably not like, probably oh, good. listen to music. And then... I just know that there are poachers out there looking for these hybrid kids, and then there's this guy with a bloody like shower, and they're finding a vaccine. And I, that's the only thing I can think of is that they're murdering children. Okay, so then in the first three episodes, it sort of makes it obvious that the way to victory is abusing hybrids, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's how this place is set up for sure. And then it was, that's what made it weird when we get to, is it the first episode when they find the cabin? Or is that the second episode we watched? It's the first episode we watched, the second episode of the series. There we go. So, uh, but they do find this cabin and this family is living a totally normal life there, which seemed like really, like it took me, that was what confused me the most is like life was so easy for them in this cabin. Like they have tons of food, tons of everything. Did you know did you notice that they uh, lived a totally normal life wearing masks and then had judgmental looks at people who were not wearing masks? Yeah, yeah that was, a, that was, there was so many things, all the signs. There's no way that they aimed this to come out now. <laughs> no. <And> yet, congratulations, <laughs> folks. And every like every store they go into, like the medical clinic has like a six feet apart like sign and stuff. Yeah. I was like, this is too much for me right now. We are, I can't, please, no. There's just moments that take you out and like, oh God, this is too real life, this <laughs> pandemic. Oof, oof. But did that cabin episode give you hope that Gus could have a normal life with his family briefly? Like, did you get sucked into this of him playing with the kid? I think the hope... Okay, the kid thing was complicated because he straight up treated Gus like white people treat black people. Like, can I touch your hair? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. 
But it was all like sort of sweet and innocent. I, mm-hmm. don't know, I was torn with that, and I was I was really stoked that the kids were like hanging out together. Yeah, and there was a there was a shot with a mom with like a cup of coffee going like, oh look at these look kids. at these kids. Mm-hmm. But the the thing that killed me was this Skylift family has to protect their family, their son, mm-hmm. and they were like, Gus, come here. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they already ingratiated Gus into their family. Yeah. So that's a little bit of hope right there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the one where I was like, oh dang, this might be real. And then by the end they were like, this kid's got to no. go. <laughs> so the night happened, it's morning. Get him the fuck yeah. out of here. In the moment, I was gonna be cool with it. As guns were facing me, I was like, Gus, you come to me. In the morning, I was like, actually no. <laughs> See, when I saw them say Gus come here, I thought they were doing that because they wanted to give up Gus. Uh... That's what I read it as is like, oh, they are asking for the kid. We, they know we're harboring a kid and we're going to ask for the kid so we can shove him out towards them. That's how I read it. I didn't That's a dumb way to sweet. shove a kid out the door. You can just you can just be like the kids right there. Because he has to cross the aisleway for them to see yeah. him in order for them to like even get the kid. So then mm. that way they can shove him. That's what I read it as. Mm, that's how look at listen. How would you murder Mike also? Oh, maybe I would never do that. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> we never murder Mike. It's so very clear that Caitlin said, hey, Mike, come into the Skylift. And then she jury-rigged the Skylift. What? I would off. never. <laughs> uh, if you want to kill somebody, though, Skylift, right? Like, that's yeah, the most... Yeah. Da- uh, I'm going to put you in this rickety bucket and take you across the mountains. Yeah. That's when, a good way to kill people. When they put the fam... The, like, the hybrid and... His, his name's Jeb, you said? Je- uh Jeopard is the guy. Jeopard and Gus. When, and Gus, yeah. When they put them in that Skylift thing, I was almost positive they were going to cut that. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was just going to swing. And they were somehow going to survive or only Gus was going to survive. I was so surprised when they made it to the end and the family d- didn't kill them. I just had a bad yeah. feeling about them. I thought that or there was going to be poachers just waiting for that thing to move and yeah. shoot anybody in there, which we then did get introduced to um, people the in the next episode. The gamers. <laughs> they looked and we saw these kids in like panda. They ended up being kids in like panda outfits and everything. Can I ask you guys a question? Um, back in the day, back when I was a kid, uh, being feeling like a, a movie or a TV show is a video game was like, like sort of derogatory. Mm-hmm. Right. But now I'm, so, I'm starting to rethink that. Uh, Feeling like a video game means like, oh, you're going from level to level and you're beating the bad guy. But this reminded me a lot of that. Uh, there's this reveal of the cabin where Gus and Tommy eventually go to that seems so much like a video game. Like mm-hmm. the brushes came yeah. back and it looked fake as fuck. But then uh, when Tommy went out and killed the people, mm-hmm. it was platform. Like yeah. it was very level, and then he just did his damage as if it was a video game. And it did like a cut screen thing. Like mm-hmm. it fully changed almost. And I'm starting to think that maybe our next filmmakers, like our next most talented filmmakers are, were raised on video games. You oh, know, yeah. like maybe it's not an insult anymore. Like they, they learned how to make films from video games. No. And I saw that in these episodes. Yeah. Well, so many more video games are becoming cinematic too. Right. So like, I mean. The lines are blurred. Yeah. <laughs> it's all blurred. It's all becoming the same thing. It's all weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're almost out of time though. Do you guys have a moment of the week? That is one. Uh, if I could pull one off the top of my head, uh, it would be when Gus ate all the food. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Gus, like, I know that he's a little kid, but he's starting to piss me off. <laughs> Gus, sit on this bench so I can go get your train ticket. Mm-hmm. And, he, th- and then he bounces. Mm-hmm. Gus, we only have so much food. And then he eats it all, including the medicine. Yeah. God damn it, Gus. I, I, I like, didn't like how they tasted, but I ate them. <laughs> he was like, it smells bad, and then still ate it. I was like, this fucking kid. This is exactly like, it. I felt so worried for the kid in that moment. I was I was like, this is the dude's whole survival, and you just ate it? Mm-hmm. Terrifying. And but, the, go, go ahead. 
Do you got a moment of the week? Oh, I do. Uh, for my moment of the week, it's Gus. Um, so we're learning he has like some sort of connection with elk and deer. Like we know he's like a hybrid deer. And my moment of the week is when Gus is trying to fight off these people in this cabin. And then a elk or deer or something comes back behind him like to defend him mm-hmm. and then just that reveal of this big like elk like i'm gonna fuck you up like it was pretty cool i was like wow he got the elks <laughs> on his back which does he think that that's his mom he thought the deer was his mom i don't know i don't think he knows about the like shadow deer thing i don't think he knew because it was behind his back and it left by the time he turned around okay. so he doesn't know he has protectors but hybrids aren't created by deers? By deers and humans having sex. No, he doesn't not. get that. He does not get that. <laughs> Ryan, what about you, moment of the week? Uh, my moment of the week is I cannot believe how carefully they balanced the racism or speciesism. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we talked about the kid and Gus, like Rusty and the kid hanging out and being like, they're making an actual bond, although you probably shouldn't scratch the ears of your friend and yes. make them stump. But it's also Tommy, too. Tommy is like, avoiding somehow speciesism by saying stop doing that weird deer shit yeah stop mm-hmm. doing weird deer shit and don't do any weird deer shit <laughs> um but yeah if you want to watch sweet tooth it is on netflix you should be watching it week by week with us our next show is van helsing on this week's episode of van helsing vanessa mm, so close van vanessa helsing there we go Van helsing Will's Axel into the dark realm where they both discover secrets of their past that may help them in the future. That's right. It's a Van Helsing sighting on Van Helsing. Cassie, we have done it. This is it. And how many episodes do we have left? Like two? Like three probably? Uh, There are four. Okay. But I just learned today, uh, three of the last four are debuting on Sci-Fi next week. Oh my so god! We're covering all three. <laughs> Whoa, Ryan, you can't drop that on me in the middle of the show right now. No, but I just mean we're gonna like say that they came out. We're not gonna okay. watch it. <laughs> Woo! You got me on that one. I am glad it's about time. I was wondering if it. Honestly, I thought it was gonna be a big joke for the season that she just did not appear. So I'm in for this. What a prank! What a good prank, Van Helsing. Uh, if you want to watch it, it's Fridays on Sci-Fi. Our next show is Legends of Tomorrow. On uh, this week's episode of Legends of Tomorrow, the gang is still trying to figure out where Sarah is. Mick and his new alien girlfriend are the closest, but they get poisoned and imprisoned pretty quickly. This is part one of a two-parter, so we'll reserve judgment until next week, when maybe Mike will be back on. <laughs> so, Taste Buds, I ask you this. Would you hook up with a disgusting-looking alien if it could shapeshift into someone you're super attracted to? Like, like you woo. see it looking disgusting, uh-huh. but then it turns into, Taylor I Lautner. don't know, Taylor Lautner, let's say. <laughs> I think you already know Lionel Caitlin. Luther. I was going to say, if it's that shredded old man, you bet. <laughs> Obviously. Is I, that me? A shredded old man? Yeah. <laughs> no, Ryan. I need you to look up, go to, what was it? Lionel Lex, Sexy, sexy Lex. Lexi. <laughs> go oh, to Sexy Lexi. I'm a shredded young man. No. I get it. Of course. So, yeah, I mean, we, we have no problem with that, Ryan. Thank you for asking. But, like, would you remember how disgusting of an alien they looked? No, I have, like, baby permanents. Like, as soon as it's a new person in front of me, like, it does not matter. That's who it is then. It's, it will not affect me. How was the episode, though? Did somebody, somebody banged uh, alien, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. Mick, <laughs> Mick was trying to kill this alien, and Uh-oh. then it turned into a foxy woman, and he was like, here we go. And then, oh, then fuck the shit out of it. Uh, I do want to talk about the ending, though, so let's go to moment of the week. Um, Ava learns that Sarah is dead and has to deal with that. And then Sarah learns that Sarah is dead. 
and then goes over to the table that's just in the room and pulls the blanket back, and there is Sarah's corpse. And I don't know if this means she's a clone or something, but Sarah is, in fact, dead. Oh, my. And I do not know how they're going to handle this. Like, so the one who's alive that we see is a clone, or she was always a clone, is what you're not sure of? That's a good question. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm so sorry for you and Mike in this next episode and the feelings that will come up. Um, But if you want to join them and feel all these feelings, Legends of Tomorrow is Sundays on the CW. Our next show is Batwoman. On this week's episode of Batwoman, Luke is, Luke is dealing with his traumatic experience and the fact that the cop walked free. And by dealing with it, I mean following him to a bar and kicking his ass in poker and with his fists. But luckily, Diggle is there to break it up. Meanwhile, Papa Crow and Alice take Cersei slash Kate and try to get her to remember that she is Kate. Love briefly breaks this, so every once in a while, Kate will remember she is Kate. A lot more stuff happens in this packed episode. As Ryan has to trade her Desert Rose in order to get Alice back from Sophia, and Papa Crow gets arrested by dirty cops who are owned by Roman. Taste buds, I ask you, can you believe the CW pulled X-Men level of plots in this one episode? (laughs) There was so much going on in this one. And then Cyclops was like, the danger room. (laughs) And then Wolverine just took his shirt off for no reason to show he's more shredded than Lionel. It was insane. I, I don't think people talk about enough, like... If you are the kind of person who wants to just get a, get away with, like, terrible stuff, mm-hmm. and if you become a cop, then you will just get away with it. Like, I yeah. do think that's what the show is doing, is that it doesn't attract people who want to help other people. Oh, no. It wants to attract, like, the job attracts people who is like, oh, I can just beat anybody up whenever yeah. I want. That be just, they see that it's a chance to abuse power, and they fucking run towards it. And that, that sh- the show has always been doing a good job at that, but they're really, really going for it in this one. Uh, Batwoman is Sundays on the CW. Our next show is Superman and Lois. On this week's episode of Superman and Lois, there's about to be a Kryptonian takeover, but Clark is doing everything he can to stop it. Turns out his mom is the one who made the tech that could put Kryptonian consciousnesses into humans, so they put Mama and Lana, who then wires a brain rock that, with enough power, can take out all Kryptonian consciousnesses, consciousnesses at once. Clark uses all of his laser power to save everyone, but it may have taken too much because last we see, he is passed out outside the Ice Palace. Taste Buds, I ask you, do you think with all this lead up to this moment that there would have been more of a war? Or did you think that? Yeah, I thought it was going to be much bigger than this. Also, he just <laughs> took it out with like a football from his mom, it seemed like. That yeah, like, he held it like a football. He was like, oh, back to my glory days. It, it was also football shaped. Yeah. And they, okay, if they would have said like like flashback to like Smallville football or something like that, mm-hmm. and then we would have seen that, it'd been so, it would, I don't know, bring it back home or something. But no, it was just like, ah, oh, here comes this football shaped thing and let's s- make all these people not super anymore. And yeah, it, it was, was a, very anticlimactic. It was very quick. Did you want like I don't know how they would have resolved if they did a full war though, you know, cuz like Kryptonian, Kryptonians could have just destroyed this whole town. Like if they would have built their army and had them full go out, like it would have just been obliterated. I don't oh, know yeah. what else they could have done. A large part of comic books and low budget TV shows <laughs> is avoid the war. Like yeah. keep prolonging the war. Yeah. yeah. Which I, they did do. I feel like they kind of made up for it by bringing in this fact that like M- Mama made the tech and yeah. they found a way to bring Mama through Lana. Which I did enjoy Mama coming out because mm-hmm. she seemed pretty cool and I loved how her interaction with Clark and Clark's excitement to like actually interact with his mom. That was cool. And like you got the mom interaction and then you got, I forget her name, the daughter of the shithead Kyle. 
Sarah, I believe. Sarah, yeah. Sarah, like, having her dad moment, like, I actually care about my shithead dad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> why? God, daughters. To all daughters yeah. out there, why? I have a, I have a question sent in yeah. from... Because, Cassie, you just rolled a 10? Yes, yeah. I so, did. <laughs> uh, this is from Mike in our home offices. Are you guys going to talk about how there's a 99% chance Lana and Clark fucked in high school and now his mom is in her body creating... <laughs> Created a likely Pornhub situation. You know what, Mike? We weren't going to talk about it because weirdly enough, but it didn't pop into my so? brain. I think it does deserve to be talked about because it didn't pop into my brain until right now, and now I feel terrible. But it was there was a weird moment of like because Lana does have a heart to heart with him. Like I'm so proud of what you've built here, and that was when it's specifically a real weird moment that they mm-hmm. did indeed have like yep yep it's weird yeah. <laughs> We're here now. Thanks, Mike, coming from the dead to tell us this. It is weird. <laughs> but yeah, Kyle Kyle does, uh, Sarah does, she really leads into it and is like, my dad's an absolute piece of shit. I never want to see him again. And then Jonathan uh, comes up and is like, why don't you go talk to your dad who's being held in this Kryptonian prison or this Kryptonite prison? And uh, why don't you just go get a chance to talk to him? And it's the Kryptonian has taken over. So it's just like, I don't know you. I've never cared about you. So it really really good for her self-esteem mm-hmm. a real good moment for her but i just i don't know why do you think this was a good decision to have him speak to kyle no i don't i think you should have kept the kid away from kyle kyle's bad overall kyle should go to move to a different state and leave his child alone yeah because think- kyle's bad as a kryptonian kyle's bad as a dad and they're trying to give him some redemption and some like reality but i don't i don't know I, it's not working for me mm-hmm. personally and it's the way that it's getting Sarah. It's so real though. Yeah. So, uh, she's doing good at acting for it. She's doing great at acting. I am bummed. If this dad gets a redemption, I'm going to be real bummed. (laughs) And if he, even if it's just, he gets to grill like a real good burger once, like that's going to really bum me out. We saw him grill once. We cannot (laughs) see him grill again. I can have no redemption for this guy. Um, I do want to know, did you think like this was a plot heavy episode? So there wasn't a lot like focusing on family moments. Do you think that hurt it? Because that's a lot of what makes the show great. I think there was a lot of uh, family moments between Jonathan and grandpa. And basically Jonathan Jonathan realizing that grandpa is doing um, all this bad and that he could go about it a different way. And Jonathan does the thing where he just tells Sarah, hey, your dad has like a different consciousness inside of you hurt him. And that's why he's acting all weird and like just tells the truth. Mm hmm. So I think Jonathan, there's a lot of growth for him, especially from the first episode where he was just a shithead football player to now. And I really like Jonathan as a character. There's two moments. For two weeks, he's been able to dunk on Grandpa, and it's been very good. This one, he dunked on Grandpa, and then by the end, he was like, you can go to, she could go talk to him. And he was just like, thanks, Grandpa. It's the weirdest (laughs) turn that I've ever seen. But then he also had this moment where this Kryptonian, because he shot an earlier episode, he used, um, what's Hammer, Hammer Dude's name? Oh, irons. irons! He used Iron's MC gun. Hammer. Yeah, he uh, shot oh. him with his gun, and this Kryptonian was like, "I'm gonna murder you when I get out of here." And he has the most scared little kid like dunk yeah. out. And I was like, "There's the nerd." That, Every once in a while, is. you see a theater nerd in him, and it came out there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this. Uh, how did you feel about Edge? We did get Edge and see kind of why he's a villain, and it's because like he uh, when he landed on Earth, like humans didn't treat him nicely. And I'm kind of done with the storyline of like if you weren't loved as a child, like you become the villain, mm-hmm. and like that's that's all that this is relying on. Yeah. But how are, how are you feeling about this? I mean, I think it's I don't think it's a good one. First of all, because yeah. when he comes out of his pod, he doesn't have any of his powers, mm-hmm. which we haven't been 
they haven't told us how Clark came out of his pod, whether it was with his powers or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just see him just basically getting wailed on by these British people. Yeah. And I mean, he could run away from them and then start a new life somewhere else who doesn't know because he looks human there's mm-hmm. no reason for people to attack him yeah if so he, he could have it made no sense in one way and then also he's just an asshole it seems like so. <laughs> him and kyle uh, it, it is crazy though that like when you watch something like superman and lois like they are sort of relying i don't know where you saw clark come out of his pod but like did you see it in superman from 1978 mm-hmm. or was it uh man of steel or uh, Smallville. Like we know, at some point you saw Clark come out of his pod, so we yeah. don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they just move on, and yeah. we don't know what is canon, what is not. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this one, it's whatever you think. Like ours, I'm always going off the Smallville backline. Yeah. So, like, but there is no knowing for reals. Um, we're almost out of time, so let's go to moments of the week. Caitlin, what do you got for it? Uh, my moment of the week. We kind of talked about it. It's just Superman having a heart to heart with his mom and just being excited to share his life with his mom because mm-hmm. he's never got to meet her and her being excited for him and be like oh this is where my son is and just being like ah oh, you're doing so good and then the other one's <laughs> super piece of shit isn't he yep i like that part was she very mommy was she very like i'm a mom I like, wish. first and foremost i'm a mom <laughs> first of all my sweet baby boy i love you so much oh my baby boy i always liked you the best you that's why you say you in the good pod you got a little schmutz on your cheek right there yeah. <laughs> I sent you to Martha. I knew she would take good care of you. The other one, mm, just kind of let him go and break. <laughs> that girl, she is the keeper. I'm glad you kept her. Sweet, you did so good. Uh, my moment of the week is that keeper. Lana did get to be a badass in this episode, and it's when she she immediately stepped to Kyle after Kyle like almost killed her last episode. But she uh, she was like, no, I'll just grab kryptonite and like fuck this dude up. Yeah, and it's rare we get to see like Our Lana. Lois. Lois, yes. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. But Lo- Lana was there too. They both had to get captured. Um, but it was just good to get her to see, like, be her typical, like, badass self. Mm-hmm. If Even you- considering that I know how shows work. Like, you need bad guys in drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish Kyle was dead. I, I know. I, yeah. I, I, I just, <laughs> let, the show can be fine without him. Yeah, it really can. Uh, Superman and Lois is on Tuesdays on The CW. Our next show is Lucifer. On episode 12 of Lucifer, Dan is experiencing a living hell that only the devil himself could be in charge of. Turn out, turns out that's exactly what's going on. In an elaborate and very expensive prank, Lucifer makes Dan believe that he is caught between a drug war with the Russians, Losex Gain, and his old friend Officer Navarro, which ends with all of them dying along with his old improv troupe. Episode 13, Linda is trying to protect her first daughter, Adriana, who she gave up for adoption by confessing to a murder that it looks like her daughter may have committed. Eventually, Linda and Adriana get cleared of murder, of the murder charge, and Linda gets to tell her that she is her mom. Meanwhile, Maze and Eve uh, briefly get back together, and Amitadil starts preparing to take over for God until Lucifer decides that he should take over the role. Taste buds, I ask you, these to- two episodes had very different tones. Well, uh, first, do you prefer the first one with a focus joke filler episode or the more serious case focused second episode? I guess I prefer the second one because it was more characters mm-hmm. but the, the the first one that we watched the dan espinoza shit show uh-huh. which was essentially breaking bad mm-hmm. right like this yeah. is the breaking bad episode of lucifer it was pretty good it, it, it really did like throw that character through the ringer oh god yeah <laughs> and we did not have a lot of other characters but mm-hmm. I, I think ultimately i have to land on the second one because uh, it was a lot of Linda all the time, but mm-hmm. we did get to check in with everyone else as well. Yeah, because we still had we still had like Chloe and Lucifer with their relationship. We had a little bit of that, and then uh, and God damn it, Cassie! I swear to God, if 
Daniel and fucking Linda get their own episodes. Eventually, Chloe has to be yeah. in the season mm-hmm. whatsoever. Eventually, you would think. You would think. But yeah, the first one, like it was, I was surprised that I wasn't like by the end of it to realize it was all just a joke. Like it seems like it was kind of a waste of an episode, but mm-hmm. it was entertaining enough that I was like, I'll allow it. This one, this is fine. You yeah. can dunk on Dan for See, a full episode. That's a good point though, that like we think of a waste when we know that there's only a certain amount of episodes left. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we know that it, the season is ending soon. If this was like season two yeah. of 10 seasons, then we wouldn't care. But, yeah. Like, Come on, Lucifer. Like You but, already almost lost your chance, and now you're throwing in this Dan episode. But we did get to watch uh, Dan Espinosa uh, drive away on a bike. And, <laughs> yes! And then hit a thing, and then have a head spill out. The I, whole bike sit, like portion of that episode was my fucking favorite. Mm-hmm. The family, the people in the low... That, what was that gang called? Low Sex, I believe. Low Sex game. Love them all. And you think that uh, people with face tattoos are tough, but actually they are into introspection. Yeah, they do they want do. to sit around and talk to people. And when you turn your back on them and you, the talks you had weren't real, it's going to hurt them and they will come back with vengeance. <laughs> That's more offensive than you you like killing one of my gang members. Yeah, you could have stepped to them immediately and they probably would have been fine with uh-huh. it. But that hard to heart, you break that trust. Oh, fuck you, bro. Uh, but did at any point with this episode, did you feel like anything was up with it or did you think he was just in this terrible time? I thought at in the end, uh, when... Okay, I thought it was suspicious when we saw his improv group pick him up. Yeah, I was that's like, the that point is, where it's like, <laughs> that is, this is too much, but I was like, okay, I'll believe it. And in then, the middle of nowhere, right? Like in the middle of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yes, in the middle of nowhere. But then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll believe it because it's TV. And then when they're all in the club and then the improv group is there too, I was like, okay, this is some sort of setup. They're going to have to reset it. And then they all get murdered. They start getting uh, blown away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, gloriously. Here's what's important. Did Dan Espinosa, the character, sell the fact that he actually thought his improv group was getting <laughs> murdered right in front of him. Yes. Yeah. I, think I, he think, did. I think he regretted all the times he didn't go to improv anymore. He was like... <laughs> no to the ceiling seven or eight times. Yeah. He would really hurt him that that troop was gone because you know what? They were always there for him. They always said yes and. <laughs> <laughs> The cool thing about doing two episodes at once is that in the next episode, uh, Lucifer would walk up to Dan in the episode after that and mm. would be like, you remember when I did that thing? <laughs> yeah. And Dan would flash forward through all of these terrible, <laughs> traumatic things, like awful things that happened to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I, yeah. I cool. do. I, it was a weird, like, the ending of him realizing, like, this is actually what he needed. He needed to go through this insanely fucked up moment. And the fact that that killed Lucifer more, that, like, it actually helped him. And Lucifer was like, I spent so much money on this. And now it's a goddamn waste. <laughs> Caitlin, can I talk to you real quick? Yeah. Okay. Cassie, headphones off? Yeah, you got it. They're off. So this was just the game, right? Mm-hmm. Lucifer did the game on Daniel Espinosa. Mm-hmm. I want to do it on Cassie really <laughs> Ooh. <bad>. Ooh. <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? Like, we tell her that zebras are white with black stripes, not black with white. We, I, don't, I don't know. I think we just have to take her Crocs from her. <laughs> and then it's just, just a whole run. heist and run. And then, like, put up a whole thing where we blow up her, cro- her Crocs, but they're not actually blowing up. And that's the end. That's the twist. The problem is, the thing that Lucifer has that we don't have mm-hmm. is that... Uh, Money? Well, sure. <laughs> but Cassie's reaction to literally everything is like, cool, don't care. <laughs> 
Hey guys, I had my headphones off, so I don't know what, what you said. Fuck? But I just had a feeling like I just want to let you guys for no reason. If you come from my fucking Crocs, I'll murder you guys. <laughs> if you ever step to these Crocs I spent too much money on, I will fucking murder you guys. I just want to say that for no reason. And now I do want to talk about this other episode that we watched because it did get to focus on Linda. And last week we talked about how like her comedic timing is. Um, I think Rachel Rachel Harris is who plays Linda, and her comedic timing. A fantastic comedian. Yeah, like she did so good in this one. I'm so glad like th- that they gave her this opportunity. Like it's insane that Chloe still hasn't had her episode before her, but like sure. the fact that we did get hers, like she knocked it out of the park. I thought that she actually did better in the episode before that, which mm. is. Cannot stop pouring water on Dan Espinosa's face. I thought that was better, but she did okay. Um, I do have to say, like, I think that I'm okay with all of the children that I've given up for adoption. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to find them because based on this episode, they're going to look exactly like me. And exactly. I will be fine. Yeah. As she was like, so the daughter by the end was like, you're my mom, right? And she was like, how'd you know? And I was like, well, what you, mean? <laughs> you look identical. If you ever run into a stranger who looks just like you, you're going to get suspicious. <laughs> There's going to be some questions. <laughs> But l- this episode did give us to see a side of her that's like, she's always more calculated, you know? Like, she'll make quips and everything, but she's never, like, think first, like, don't care about consequences. And that's what this episode fully gave us, is was her just, like, no matter what, she will go down. Like, she has to protect her daughter, and there was no thought. Like, did you enjoy seeing that side of her? I did, but, like, you don't think it was more like, we need something cool to happen in the first five minutes, where she was like, I was responsible, I will... It wasn't just that, do you think? It was, there was that, but there was at the end by, like, when she went to confront um, her daughter's boyfriend, like, that's where she was, like, I don't care what the fuck happens, like, it. I'm coming <laughs> with a, like, I have a gun, like, fuck but, this. Like, <laughs> even more powerful than that was, like, when, at the police station, I think, when the daughter and her were, like, across, like, there was, like, 30 feet on mm-hmm. a bridge, like, they wouldn't get close to each other, and Rachel Harris refused to just say, I'm your mom. I'm your, I, oh my god, I'm your mom. Like, can I just tell you right now, I'm your mom. Yeah. Uh, that is almost, we're almost out of time though, so let's go to moments of the week. Uh, Caitlin, what do you got? Uh, my moment of the week actually comes from the Dan episode. Uh, and it is the por- part where Lucifer says that he never learned how to read, uh, ride a bike. And then that's how they begin bonding. It's just like, hey, not everyone has good good connection with their dad. It's okay, bro. And then they just bond and end up hugging together out over like just bonding, not which, knowing how to ride a bike. Which since it was all Caitlin, planned. you know how to ride a bike? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us right now. I've gone over the handlebars a lot, but I do know how to ride a bike. <laughs> Uh, but like now since Lucifer did plan this all, did he plan this heart to heart to have a moment like an o- open heart dad talk with these people or like- no, you could see in his face. He did not plan this. First of all, he expected for it to be a motorcycle place. So I think he might have like connected the dots and then it's like, ah, uh, uh, okay, let's <laughs> shift gears. And yes, no, I do not know how to ride a bike. Oh man. Ryan, what about you? What's your moment of the week? Honestly, do you guys, could you ride a bike right now? I could ride a bike right now. I don't. I do not think I could. <laughs> you don't forget, Ryan. You really don't forget no, that. I one. know that's like that's the legend, but I do. I do not think that I could ride a bike. Let's if test Kate, it. <laughs> if Caitlin could still ride a bike right now, you can. She did. She does go over the handlebars every time. Yeah, but Cassie you can, has you witnessed can, it. You can pedal still. I believe in you. Uh, my motor week is every time somebody uh, slammed a glass on the bar. And then they turn around, and I thought they were going to start singing. Yeah. That musical episode really did a number on me. Yeah. Uh, my moment of the week is just Linda saying that she bet uh, that person could crack a walnut with a Kegel. Because, no! again, the timing on it was so perfect. <laughs> it was beautiful. Uh, it got me. Lucifer is on Netflix. You should watch it week by week with us. 
Our next show is The Flash. On this week's Flash, Cecile faces her past when a new enemy traps her in a mental mindscape. Chester questions his place in the team, taking Cisco's position. Caitlin, I ask you this. What questions are you asking yourself knowing that you have taken over Mike's place on the team? Mm, wow, fast. Guy, he goes really fast. Man, I really wonder if Cisco is going to be really good because he's gone. So you're asking yourself questions about the Flash. As, as if you weren't Cisco. <laughs> you were worried about taking Mike's place and uh-huh. all that's on your mind is what's going on in the Flash? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? She does. I do have to say that, like, when we talk about the Flash, Mike does not care about the Flash. Yes, yeah, so we are is, getting. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, uh, wow, isn't it crazy trees? <laughs> crazy trees, indeed. If I could say, and if Bob Ross could say now, probably crazy trees. She Whoa. wanted to say, I cannot see the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. But she's so fast. All she could say <laughs> is, she got out. I can't crazy trees. <laughs> well, Caitlin, thank you for bringing this enthusiasm for the Flash. Yeah. If you want to watch it, it's Tuesdays on the CW. Our next show is Modoc. On the sixth episode of Modoc, Lou falls in a trash portal that leads to Asgard and gets captured by a kid eating gremlins. Modoc goes to save him, but ends uh, but ends up in a war against him after Lou gets residency as a gremlins magician, and Modoc tells him that he is embarrassed by his magician son. Episode seven focuses on Jody and her obsession to become a star and get her book to the number one spot. She starts to let her morals spiral as she listens to her over the top agent. The agent is a total pig, and she would win best hog at the hog shit snoffering contest because it turns out that her agent is actually Modoc Splendor, who is working for past younger Modoc. Taste buds, I ask you, did these episodes live up to last week's bangers? Comedy wise? Comedy wise. I don't think so. I don't think so either. It, oh, it felt like a steep fall from I it. was chuckling so hard. You heard me. I was just like but Chuckling busting. is less than laughter, right? Oh, sorry. Busting up. <laughs> she busted up. falling? I was oh, <laughs> I think that's a genuine guffaw, yeah, if God. I've ever heard one. A true guffaw. But yeah, it honestly, it felt like more jokes fell flat in these ones for me, for sure. Do you, do you guys, are you guys like concerned about how Modoc ends, right? So like everybody's seen... The finale. We haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Are you guys worried about the like the plot twist and like how it ends? Do you want it to end a certain way, or are they not doing the plot in such a way where like you're a comedy show that looks like robot chicken? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm fine. I'm fine with it's kind of in between those two. I'm fine with the ending being whatever it is because it has been doing what it wants. Like I'm just letting this show do take its its turn however it wants. I think these are all knocks. I agree with you. And I yeah. think that like, it, it is ultimately a disappointment. Yeah, which is a bummer. I was genuinely excited for this. Like the heist, the heist one is what I expected as like, which is a high bar, obviously the heist episode, but the like heist bar. the heist bar. But I do like, that's what I expected like every episode to be. So it's been a bit of a letdown. Um, was it because there was a lot of 69 butt jokes and my daughter's getting me laid jokes in these episodes? Cassie has a weird <laughs> thing about 69 jokes and butt jokes. Yeah. It's really, it's either you got to hit. I'm Do you very, hate butts? I hate, and she I cannot butts. lie. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hate them. And that's why I'm a fan of Modoc because he doesn't have a butt, unlike that other guy, John Wonderboy or whatever the fuck his well, name is. He actually does now, Cassie. Yeah. He did, he did get implants. And but it's you made know, of human fat. <laughs> it was, those would fall off soon. Like, I'm not worried about those staying. It's going to be fine. I want to laugh at a thing that I've never laughed at before. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like with Modoc, I am laughing at things that I've already laughed at four or five times. Like yeah. I have seen these jokes. Yeah, I, I already know these. But they do. They are taking more of a. So we're seeing Modoc like at his worst, especially in that second episode. So they're trying to do more character moments, I think, with this. And that's what I'm not sure if is working either. I will say that uh, I'm going to challenge Wonder Man. Uh huh. Nathan Fillion. By yes. The way. Mm. Yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, to a non-punch contest. Uh-huh. I'm going to see who doesn't punch each other first into what happens. I do think that that does work. Yeah. But it's still like, he's a slimy little bitch. Yeah. Like, he does still suck. I don't know. I will say that of these two episodes, I do like Ben Schwartz's character more. Yes. yes. I think that he's getting less annoying, less more, less obvious and more weird. Yeah. You know? And like every time he, every time he says something that's like non sequitur, just very strange. I like it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're definitely... I'm glad that they're giving us more of seeing what's going on with this kid. Like, they made it very clear that, like... Because he's had the bravest face. Like, not, it made it seem like this... Nothing can affect him always in these. Because he just has little quips and stuff. But by the end of that first episode, when he's preparing preparing for his bar mitzvah, the rabbi sits him down and it's like, your, sad is, your son is sad. He's a sad little boy. And that's when you're like, oh, this little sad magician boy. Yeah. I feel so bad. Him and his Crocs. I... Him and his those Crocs should be giving him enough joy, but they're not. I don't want my kid to play football. Uh huh. But more than that, I want them to not want to do magic. Like that's that seems like the <laughs> yeah. that seems like the worst situation as a parent. In that episode, when his son his son gets residency at the for these gremlins, which is a big deal, he probably should have been a little proud. He was uh-huh. very quick to get residency over yeah. over yeah. this. But it's no, important. he straight up said like, "I'm embarrassed of you," and it seemed like a moment where we should have seen Modok as a villain. But like, no, you should be embarrassed of your magician son. <laughs> uh, but yeah. The, the, uh, where was I going with that? Uh, just be embarrassed of magicians, I guess. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what you hit really hard. Cassie, are you into magic? I am, man. I, it started with yo-yos. It was a gateway drug was yo-yos and now it was m- magic and it's fine. Some of us can build, rebuild our dads, rebuild our relationships with our dads through it. Um, I don't, yep. Let's just go to moments of the week. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, what do you got? Uh, my moment of the week is actually it's the part you guys hate. It's when Modoc comes and he has a butt. He puts human fat on his body and he says, "Get a pic before it turns rancid." And I really enjoyed that part. It was it made me laugh and I think about it often. That did get a real good chuckle. It out got of you. a good chuckle because they brought. Uh, okay, I didn't really like how they actually brought Jonathan Van Ness to do like queer eye like Modoc yeah. and that that kind of took me out of it. But then the results of him being just super like Botox fillered everything. It's like, oh no, the filler bots are like doing too much and stuff like that and then and then he has fake butts and i i enjoyed the fake butt though of course of yeah. course always gotta enjoy the fake butt yeah oh uh, ryan what about you i want to give it to nathan fillion okay. um who is wonder man somebody who is not in the mcu mm-hmm. uh but should be like he mm-hmm. has all the attachments but as somebody who is uh a divorced dad mm-hmm. as somebody who has uh multiple children from Uh-oh. multiple divorced wives um for somebody to like Wonder Man says, say, uh, I am the, uh, I have atomic powers and I have this suit and I am the lover of your wife. <laughs> and just watch Modoc. Watch Modoc know that it's not, it's not about like that your wife has a new lover, but a better lover. Yeah. Just knowing that like you were barely holding on, dude. Uh-huh. You were, you were terrible at sex for 12 years straight. 
And you know that Wonder Man is coming in and hitting it strong. And that was so upsetting to me. They did have, they made sure to let you know Modoc is at his worst. Because in the beginning of that one, he's ordering um, a child's party platter of lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> which is probably the best, for, like besides night meat loaf, like a, part, a child's party side of lasagna <laughs> is pretty good. But that is like the fact that they were like, let's show him an absolute shambles. And this is how like they fucking nailed it. It was so good. Uh, my moment of the week is when, um, so the second episode when he gets a makeover, it, he is going to his daughter Melissa for that. Mm-hmm. And right before that, he did try to kill himself by putting himself in like a fish tank and filling <laughs> it with water. So at some point when he goes to see his daughter, uh, she's at like school or something. So a friend comes up and is like, Melissa, is that your wet dad? And that's my moment of the week. If we could put wet in front of wet bitch, wet, sh- wet dad, like this is just the, o- the overarching insult. I love it. So you like this. So every time you introduce a new show, I'm going to say wet Cassie. I'm fine. Okay. It's gonna it's gonna be you know what good inside joke I'm Ryan. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> oh my god, get to Loki! I feel so uncomfortable. Modok is on Hulu. Uh, you should be watching it with us. Our next show is Loki. On episode two of Loki, Loki is officially part of the team after Owen Wilson gives him a jacket and puts him in the field. After one failed mission, Loki figures out that this Loki variant, or lesser Loki, is using apocalyptic moments as their cover. The TVA then travels to the Alabama Candy Factory Apocalypse of 2050, where they believe this Loki originated from. Lesser Loki turns out to be Lady Loki, so we must now stop calling her Lesser Loki or I'll punch you in the balls, who has set off multiple timeline bombs and causes complete chaos for the TVA. Taste, taste buds, I ask you, are you excited for motherfucking Lady Loki? Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Very much so. I was not expecting her at all. Like I didn't know what the variant was going to look like, especially because they set up in the beginning. Like it's it doesn't have to look like him. But mm-hmm. I I do think that like pop culture has set up that it's going to look like him, but weird. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And it doesn't look anything like him. Yeah. Because first of all, Lady Loki. Number two, she's blonde. Like she, she's blonde. She's blonde. I was expecting like grease back hair, some like uh, a lady looking exactly like Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. That's what I expected. And then to get her with her tiny little horns is like, oh hey girl, <laughs> I cannot wait to see what's gonna happen because I don't know one anything about her, and two just to see the Lokis interact, being their trickster self, and try to like think around each other. It's mm-hmm. gonna be so exciting. So I'm, I'm excited to see what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm super for it um we did i know we all liked the first episode but a big complaint was that there wasn't like a lot of plot or a lot of action it was more like back set and this one gave us a lot of action so like for you did was there one that you preferred more or do you think like did this one find a good balance no this one did not give us a lot of action no i I think the smartest thing that uh disney plus marvel shows have done is to cast tom hiddleston Mm -hmm. hello with owen wilson yes so that when they're just talking Mm-hmm. We'll be okay because yeah. I cannot believe the insane amount of inaction these shows have. There was a lot of like look through these files, uh, insult each other while we look through files. Should we go to the library? Let's go to the library. <laughs> Let's walk. We'll show the walk to the library. We'll show Owen Wilson getting talked to by his boss. It it was it did feel like a lot of action. I think because the end was so like over the top. I guess I will say though that like uh, as much as I love Loki and Owen talking. I think that I would prefer Owen and his boss talking. That was, was yeah. That was like pour yourself a drink. Look at the things in my office. Isn't this awesome? <laughs> and just Owen going like, "Yes, it is." Wow! Oh, wow! <laughs> wow! wow. <laughs> um, I know most people. I didn't get to ask this last week, but who do you think? Um, do you think? Uh, 
Owen Wilson is living up to his brother's reputation of his star girl oh, fame. Oh, the star girl performance? Yes, yes, I'm yes, the I biggest. Think I do absolutely. <laughs> I don't know, man. It seems like a close one. I I love the I love the Wilsons. They're very good. <laughs> Just I, all of them. I I forgot the volleyball. I forgot how good they were, and then I feel I don't know. I I love our our um, stepdad. You know, Luke Wilson. And yes. now we have our, our true daddy, our true daddy, Owen. And he's here. And both my both my Wilsons are, are thriving in my heart. It they does, are thriving. It does make me think about like uh, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. Like, do they have zero chemistry? Yeah. Once you saw these two, like yeah. I thought they yeah. got along well. And now these those two are like, those are two good actors. And yeah, they're Marvel heroes. But like watching these two together. I don't know. It's yeah. made me wonder if I even have friends. Like, do I have yeah. dynamic with any friends? <laughs> Uh, but Ryan, was there enough of missed time in this episode? I do think we're going to get missed time in almost every episode. Absolutely not, Cassie. <laughs> Absolutely not. They did give her a good like ten seconds, though. Uh, so. As soon as she was on, Loki tried to swat her away. <laughs> yeah. Which I have to admit is what I do to you during uh-huh. every podcast. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, but no. And then uh, there was a little bit too much. This was a pretty good episode, but there was mm-hmm. a little bit too much for me of the whole. Oh, uh, but if we move the time thing. Over to here, and then to here, and then did we do it like with the here and the time and the um, too much time stuff? Yeah, a little I, bit too much time stuff. For me, it was perfect because I needed my handheld, and I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, "Oh, that's what we're either, gonna though. do." <laughs> I I enjoyed it because then uh, Loki would explain like, "This is what is gonna happen." I think this and this why it's like okay, and then I'm gonna prove it to you. And then they went back to Pompeii, and they're like, "Oh, let's prove that this is how the timeline is." And no one's like, "Oh." it's not gonna happen like this and he's like yeah it is <laughs> and i enjoyed that because it, they did explain it in a long drawn out process and i guess they could have just gone straight to pompeii but i still think it was too much i still think yeah. that, like it felt like watching this that i had to already have seen a bunch of episodes of doctor who oh yeah which i have not but i do think watching this the explosion of the timeline can we get to the ending yeah let's go they exploded the ending uh, i do think that this is uh, the second episode of Loki is the most important thing in the next phase of Marvel. Like, oh, yeah. Like, th- th- this cliffhanger was like, I mean, the next Doctor Strange movie is the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. The next Spider Man movie is like, supposed to have Tobey Maguire and. I am so excited for Toby <laughs> to be back. But yeah, it's crazy. I think this is the reason for the season. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy that they keep doing stuff like that with these Disney shows, like making it so key and crucial to the cinematic universe is absolutely crazy. But I, I am excited. I'm glad that this is the start of it. And I'm excited to see their dynamic together because I really enjoyed the reveal of Lady Loki and like how it was drawn out, but it was like enough suspense and so enough dramatic where I was like, I wouldn't want her introduced in any other way. If you ever put a, someone in a cloak, I'm going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to be glued on that. That's a podcast. <laughs> and now we turn our uh, vision to Grey's Anatomy. Because somebody was in a cloak. Uh, but like was that a surprise when like she revealed herself like mm. were you guys like oh damn yes 100% until like I had a brief moment so like when she first took over the um, like I will say she's the lead field agent lady Um, she f- first took her over and I didn't get it until you know she touched the guy and you saw the green up until that point like it, it did take me seeing a green like energy transfer to the next person to be like oh shit that's them but like it was enough like that little bit of a taste was enough for me mm-hmm <laughs> I, it got me all tingly. I was so excited. <laughs> guys, Loki's a girl. Yeah! Can't wait. Can't wait. Let's go, women. Uh, do you guys got moments of the week? Oh, I have so many. Uh, 
I'm going to start. Uh, Caitlin, I'm just going to do like four. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start with uh, a perverse moment of the week, okay. which is the guy, the middle guy, who was Lady Loki. Mm-hmm. So we had this like big, burly, uh, flannel-wearing guy who just yes. beat the shit out of Loki. And then we also had the black guy who was like, well, I'm just shopping for plants. Yeah. But this middle guy tried to do an impression of a woman as a man, <laughs> as like the wall, like the Walmart guy. He saw his opportunity. He, he was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he went for it. Oh, okay. So, uh, Lady Loki is a lady. All right, here we go. And then he was just like, "Well, I do declare, <laughs> are there so many Lokis around? We never know." But my actual moment of the week is to the song, I Need a Hero. Yeah. We have, in the first five minutes, we have, we don't know it's Lady Loki, but Lady Loki just decimates an entire team of time agents Yeah, to the song, I Need a Hero, and it is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, 100. That's the best moment for sure. Uh, Those are your two? Yes. You reined it into two? I'm so proud of you. Caitlin, what about you? Wait, I have a couple more. God damn it. Go, Caitlin. Uh, my moment of the week is just the reveal of of who the variant Loki is, and mm-hmm. just seeing Lady Loki for the first time. It's like when the spotlight hits her, it's <laughs> gummy. <laughs> Those are the exact noises she made. Actually, Cassie, I do have a couple more. Okay, go for it. <laughs> um, I do want to know a couple things. One, Loki looked Owen Wilson in the eyes mm-hmm. and then jumped in that doorway. Yes. Do we think that's real? Is I think that Loki and Owen have a thing. I think that they're... I feel it. Did Loki betray Owen Wilson by jumping in that door? I think he was trying to communicate. I took it as, I'm trying to communicate to you that I'm gonna, like, I'm still working for us in this portal, but, like, this thing's gonna close any moment. She wants me to follow her. Let me be an agent over on this side. And that might be my, like, naiveness of just trying to create their bond. I just want them to be best of friends and him be like, I got you, boo, on this side. (laughs) See, I took it as... A, like, you can't blame me for being me and then jumping yeah. through the portal. Mm, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, my moment of the week is obviously, of course, the uh, when it's set to I Need a Hero because, like, that was a big thing of um, Umbrella Academy. Everybody loved, like, when they put it to a song. Pick and, the perfect song. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that one, perfect song, 100%. There was, like, the lightning effects and, like, the strobe lights as, like, the of the song. It worked very well did you know what i just realized hmm. loki can come back to the mcu now because he is alive the variant is alive at this point unless they murder him at the end of the series only time will tell i but didn't realize that till right now you know what else <laughs> i realized are the three time controllers loki's is the uh oh. is the uh the chick the judge yeah the judge that brings uh almost into the office mm-hmm. is she loki is, is Owen every- wilson loki is everyone Loki? Oh my gosh! What really got me is when they got into the supermart. Loki realized that he could use his powers because he dried himself with it. So there's so many things that could have happened yeah. in that moment from the time that he started that until was, he jumped through the portal. That's so, the most basic of his powers. Yeah, yeah. to dry himself. Yeah, and he knew instantly that he could use his powers. Like that was just a brief moment. I was like, oh shit. So I feel like there's so many things behind what happened in this episode that could be more and i'm excited to see what it is yeah um sadly that's all the time we have to talk about it that was also our last show of the pull list we did it we made it through and that means it's now time for x taz 
Welcome to Eggs Tasmania, bitch, a mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera for the mid-90s X-Men the Animated Series. On the penultimate episode of X-Men Season 2, Magneto and Professor X are home from the Savage Land. Next week. Probably next week. This week, they are captured by the mutants and taken to their leader, Mr. Sinister. Meanwhile, Cyclops, Gene, Wolverine travel to the to see a one-man show starring Morph. Morph is exactly the kind of person who would force his friends to see a one-man show. But when the episode starts, a dinosaur screams. Ah! <laughs> it's like that. And that's how you know, this might be the first time we're starting, for a while, that we're starting in the Savage Land. Like, I'm excited to be in the Savage Land. No, yeah, it's great. We're back in the Savage Land. Are you not excited to be in Savage Land? I cannot believe that for an entire second season, Cassie, uh-huh. we have had main characters in this place yeah. on a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. You don't think that's weird? It's weird. And how we've talked about how like he's been trying to get details about this whole time, like they've been traveling a long time. It happened again where they're scaling a mountain and XA, like, X almost gets info uh, from Magneto about what this place is. Magneto's like, uh, wow, thank you for that save, Professor X, and I will trust you with any information that I will ever have. Uh-huh. And Professor X is like, oh, how did how did you make these fucking beans? Hmm. <laughs> Mm, for another day some other time luckily that's when they do get attacked by sky riders so it all it all happens right then it's fine they still still don't get any answers and they are instantly in a battle um but they were climbing to go to to get their plane and that's when we meet our crew who's come to like they're also at the plane this was all part of their plan and we get amphibious and the whole crew here and did it feel good to see Amphibious oh, again? Oh, we missed all of those guys. Like Amphibious, who is a somebody who can be on land and be in water and do literally nothing else. And talk, this time we got more of his voice. His voice is insane. It's the most squeaky, like, wildest thing. I love it, personally. I love that his body is, like, hunched over and lizard, like, person-ish. Mm-hmm. And then he just has full lizard face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the proportion on him are just perfect they're perfect all these mutants are perfect and they do they go against them they battle and uh, eventually uh i think it's vertigo who puts them yeah vertigo puts them under control so they get to take them to their new master which is of course mr sinister we eventually get to go to him was that shocking to anybody that that it was mr Mr. sinister was responsible a little bit i did feel dumb to be like of course it's mr sinister like of course this was the guy um in every episode that we've watched somebody with a cape a, a, a cape? very specific cape was like <laughs> <laughs> and we were like it was like the pokemon thing of try to guess who this was i could never <laughs> guess who it was the whole time it was mr sinister uh and then we cut, cut over to morpheus sent out a call to the x-men to come and get him and uh they're just flying the plane they hear for some reason they have a tape of morph being like come save me okay hold on was he saying come get me or was he saying I have a one-man show. You're my <laughs> friends. You have to come and watch my improv. He was like, you haven't been here for any of my other shows. This one's getting a lot of buzz, and you still <laughs> haven't shown up. <laughs> uh, this is in the OC Weekly, and so you guys should come and watch. Uh, you guys always shit on me. You said I had no artistic integrity, and come and watch me play Jack- Jackal and Mr. Hyde, motherfuckers. And he's pretty good, right? Like He could do Jackal. He could do Hyde. Yeah, <laughs> it's not bad. He transforms, and you know what? He got some hick guy to like stand up and whistle for him, so like he does a pretty good job. <laughs> plant i think it was a plant <laughs> it's got to be a plant for that level of enthusiasm it wasn't that good morph always has this thing of like no matter who i am they will have very dark bags under their eyes mm-hmm. so yeah 
that's how you knew. It's one way. That's how Wolverine, like, he talks about, like, his uh, sense of smell or whatever, but he's like, no, dark bags. No. <laughs> Look at that guy. He's never slept in his life. I know him. Uh, but that's when this obviously was a trap that Mr. Sinister, he's behind everything. It was behind him. And we find out that he wants specifically Cyclops and Jean. He capture, captures them all, but he's there for Cyclops and Jean. Can we be honest? Yeah. Okay. Caitlin asks you and me to come to a bar. Uh-huh. And once we get there, she's like, get out, get, get out, get uh-huh. out. We don't, right? God, no. No. Like, <laughs> we're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's now a mystery. With Caitlin, it's like some fun game she's playing, and you got to know what it's about. So, yeah, we w- I would be in the same situation getting captured by some long-arm mutant. It's like, what? Well, hold on, what? No, it's fine. Nah. Um, but then we get to cut back to the Savage Land, of course, and that's when we get introduced to Kazar, who is just following them and narrating his whole plan to, like, <sighs> save them. Like, he is running up top and narrating his whole plan. Uh, but d- were you, like, did you know Kazar? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I honestly have never read a comic book with Kazar in it, okay. but I have known that he's around. I know that he's, like, sort of the king of Savage Land, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like, he can control the tigers and the dinosaurs or whatever. Oh, he can control them? Well, I mean, like, not like Namor. Yeah. Who can control the sea. He's just like, hey, tigers, go over there. And the tigers are like... It's like a squirrel girl kind of thing, you know? Yeah. No, way less than squirrel girl. I do think that squirrel girl can be like, go over there. She has specifically said that she just talks to them and then communicates with them. And then they just follow what she says because she asks them. They have have free will. That's perfect. (laughs) I think that squirrel girl is like... Do you guys want to? Are you into this? Do you want to go over there? Hey. And I think that Kazar is like, go over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then some of them are like, I guess, whatever. (laughs) Damn, you could say please every once in a while, Kazar. Goddamn. I think Squirrel Girl is much more polite. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you you do get to see, because I did wonder, because he does get to ride uh, uh, some three horns Uh and to go to them. So I was wondering how he is controlling that. So if he could just talk to him and be like, saddle up, little buddies, let's go. I like that. I Uh, like how he tells the dinosaur, hey, chill. (laughs) And then it's like, all right. Okay, homie, I'll chill. And then he like goes away. It's yeah. like, cool. I don't know if it's a power as much as like Caesar the dog whisper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he yeah. can just read their body language and he's yeah. like, I can ride that one for sure. <laughs> uh, but like three horn is probably offensive. It's know? probably it's probably not great. <laughs> I would call them something else. Like Juan or whatever their name is. <laughs> <laughs> it could be anything. Um but yeah, he rides the three horns. He ends up saving uh Xavier and Magneto. He is not happy about saving Magneto because Magneto was a typical white man who enslaved their land. Mm-hmm. So he's a little bitter about that, which is fair. Um, but we do, we get Kazar, he takes him up to go after Soren at the Citadel. So now, because we do, of course, got to go to the Citadel. Uh-huh. And uh, that's when, so the X-Men come, uh, They we go flashback to the X-Men. They almost escape, uh, or they escape Sinister until uh, Ruckus screams. So they get taken out. We get Morse Betrayal number two. It's all like once you think Morph is there, of course he's not, and that's when we get Gene and Gene uh, getting taken, and Cyclops just shooting at planes. I feel like at this point Morph is like, uh, "I'm with you." Wait, hold on. I'm so sorry. What was the last scene? I was against you. No, now I'm now I'm with you. No. Wait, hold on. No, was it that I was with you? No, mm-hmm. hold on. I'm against you now. Always <laughs> that that silly little Morph. Uh, but we do get Jean is taken at this point, so uh, that's when we know, of course, everybody's going to do everything they can to go after them, because Jean's gone. Well, Jean did trip over something that was very easy to step over. <laughs> there was, again, a TV cord plug. Of <laughs> course she was. 
Uh, but this is where we get a meetup at the Citadel because they walk to the Citadel. There was a secret entrance that they thought, but the mutants knew about this. So that's when we get the whole team coming against them. And we also get to meet the Keeper, a.k.a. Brainchild or Brainchild. (laughs) What is happening with Brainchild? Oh, my God, Brainchild. It reminds me of that one character from the DC from Harley Quinn. What is it? Brainiac? Is it brain? Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, like same exact character, brainchild. Yeah, he's just menacing little child, tiny, big head, fucking here for it. Mm-hmm. But like that, like not even like so smart to take over. Just like, oh, I'm so smart, I will be your sidekick. <laughs> I am. I will just get you cheese whenever you want. But like, That's Renfield. My... Is it Renfield from Dracula? Like he is just such a ah, whatever you need, master. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's a trope that's out there. Uh, but that's when, so we get the standoff between them. There is a mutant sucking energy machine uh, that Sinister is like wanting to take their essence of. And real quick, Cassie, uh, that is equivalent to what? So uh, BU and Caitlin are put in this machine mm-hmm. as not mutants and it is sucking our, like what is the machine doing? I I don't know how it's taking just mutants. Like, no, I guess just it, the mutant DNA, just, uh, the, just the mutant powers. Uh-huh. So what... Of us, is it taking our sparkling souls? personality? I like the sparkling personality. I think that's what it takes. Is that our mutant power? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course, our charm and our wit. What else would it be? <laughs> um, but that's when, like, Morph is briefly freed from his mind control, and uh, he tries to save him, but then gets captured. And I can't tell. Like, this is when I can't tell if it's Morph is like what's happening with him. This is when it, he's a little amorphous. This is when. I would like to say this is the worst character that we've ever seen on the show. And I do not know if he's like a good guy or a bad guy. Uh-huh. Not on purpose. Mm-hmm. On accident. Fuck him forever. Like, <laughs> this sucks. I do not. I do not care what he is into. It's Morph, though. You're not you're not a fan no, of Morph. Oh, fuck Morph. Man, I now just became Morph's biggest fan. Let's uh- go, Morph. Take him down. Uh, but we do get, uh, this is when Sauron and X get in a little mind battle to see who can get ultimate mind control. And uh, it's a pretty long mind battle that they have of just... He's like, won't listen, can't listen, won't allow you to, too many people to protect, I can't. And then it's like, oh, whoops, he got him. <laughs> and just focus your brain on somebody, right? And then they focus your brain on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like the pew pew. Yeah, they gotta have the little pew pews. They're circular pew pews, though. It's a big <laughs> difference. Uh, but ultimately, uh, Professor X loses this. He does get put under his control. So he puts a call out to the X-Men in uh, just the weirdest language. So the X-Men do fly to him, but they know it's a trap. And that's where we end this episode for this big cliffhanger in part two, where they are going to save. They are willingly entering this trap. Um, but that does take us to the end of the episode. So it is time for us to go to our awards. Uh, Caitlin, I'm going to start with you with most 90s thing. Uh, most funny thing is uh, Wolverine. He says something. He says, you grabbed the wrong girl, fat boy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When they grabbed uh, Morph instead of Jean Grey. And um, I thought that was very 90s to call someone a fat boy. It's a little fat boy? A little fat and boy. Do you think it was PH or just FAT? PH, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> a little fat boy. Uh, Ryan, what do you got for most 90s thing? giant, giant hip-hop jeans. Yeah. And they were so cool. Um, I'm going to say... That they were like, all right, script is done. Wait, what decade is this? 90s? Shit. Doesn't matter. Add dinosaurs. <laughs> it was dinosaurs. Everyone in the 90s loved dinosaurs. Like in every decade before that and every decade after that. I feel like they did have a resurgence in the 90s. Like they, they knew they would get the kids on board with 90s. 
Uh, for me, I do have, it is specifically the flying lizard one, but the fact that they chose to put rip-off khakis on him, yeah. I have no proof, but I just feel like that's 90s. Like, when what else if, would that have been drawn? What if that dinosaur stopped in the camera and was like, Levi's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, then it would, he's like, yeah, they are Levi's. They do make khakis as well. Um, even though I have no proof for it, I am going to give myself the point for that. So, what's up, guys? Let's go to our next award. It's going to be best, best gasp line. Ryan, what do you got for it? Uh... I'm going to say my gasp line is that Magneto is supposed to be like this all-time villain. Mm -hmm. And Kazar just fucks him right the fuck up. Very easily. He doesn't even use his little tiny knife he has. Like, I don't... He just, like, punches him or something. He's like... uh, He goes with the tiny knife. He's like, hold on. Stay there, tiny knife. And then just beats (laughs) the shit out of this gray-haired idiot. Yeah, it really makes him look like an old man in that moment. And I went... (gasps) (laughs) He actually gasped. It's a pretty good gasp line. Uh, Caitlin, what do you got for it? For mine, it was just starting this episode, not having seen the previous one, and just seeing Charles Xavier walk. It's like, it what? <laughs> He's not in a chair, and then just, Charles! It's just like the casual conversation between Magneto and Xavier. It's like, what is going on right now? So me, I 100% gasp when I see Charles climbing a freaking mountain, like, just casually. Just, like, a, just a full walking boy. Yeah, climbing. Not even walking. Climbing. Mm-hmm. Well, he could have always climbed. But no, when he climbed this one, those legs were like spider legs. Like yeah, he was using were. those legs in nonstop. Yeah. He was kicking off the wall for no reason with them. So uh, strength. Best gas blind I have when I found out that this, that the stretchy dude's name was George. Yeah, like the mutant George. They didn't give him. Everybody else has a name. This dude's name is George. Gorgeous George. Is it gorgeous George? Yeah, because he's gorgeous. Because he stretches. But his still name his name's still George. No, it's yeah, still you're right, you're it's right. still George Ryan. So you know what? I'm gonna give that point to me. <laughs> I like how this one's going. Let's go for best use of power. Caitlin, what do you got for it? Uh, I'm going to give it to Mr. Sinister, actually, for healing after being blasted by a Cyclops. That really got me. I was like, whoa, no, Cyclops has got everyone with his big beamy ray eyes. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Sinister is like, mm, no, got this. And heals just like nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they get him in the leg first. He does go down from it. And then he gets blasted in his chest. And he's mm-hmm. he, it takes him down. He doesn't like it. But ultimately, he is fine. Yeah. Healing powers are always good. It's very cool. Uh, best use of power. I have um, Kazar uh, using the three horns, just hurting. No, Zabu, specifically the tiger for hurting those three horns. Like he, yeah. this tiger knows what's up. I'm a big fan of that tiger. But Ryan, what do you got for best use of power? I have uh, Morph's acting skills. Like okay. that is saving so much money on CGI uh-huh. and you know practical effects. Uh, for him just to be able to do that. And sure, we get like the baggy eyes for every character. Mm-hmm. But I'm. Jekyll, now I'm Hyde. That's pretty impressive. It was, That's my best use of power. It was pretty impressive. I right? didn't realize that he had baggy eyes when he went into someone else. It's like the Ditto effect from like Pokemon. That yeah, movie. The, with the dead eyes. Yeah. These ones are just baggy. Fuck, yeah. yeah, I need to watch that again. Uh, Ryan, I am going to give that point to you. I think that is <laughs> the best use of power. Um, all right, let's go to LVP. Caitlin, what do you got for that one as well? Uh, my LVP is actually going to be Cyclops. He did shoot off a bunch of blasts to people with his eyes. And you think he would have been like doing a lot of damage. But no, no matter how many times he blasted people, his blast must not have been lethal or something. Mm-hmm. Um, because like it didn't prevent anything from happening or anyone from being captured. Like yeah. He tried, it mm-hmm. seemed like, but not hard enough. This Cyc- is hard for me, Cassie, because that is my MVP. Oh, Cyclops? Yes. How? Really? He, he does it all. He didn't do anything. He does it all. He didn't do a single thing. How did he make a difference in this fight? 
In no way did he make a difference. Caitlin, very strong one. Ryan, um, if you want to make uh, Audible here, uh, what do you? who do you have for LVP? I think that he's already won one, and I know that Cyclops has already won multiple, but uh, I'm going to say Slab, the guy who is very strong with long eyelashes who does literally nothing at any point. <laughs> He just his his power is muscles, and he can't even handle his muscles. Uh huh. It's yeah. slab. He did catch um, Wolverine, so in order for somebody else to grab him, he yeah. was there as a good a good holder, I would yeah. say. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes a hug is a good use of power. Ooh, so I like that. I don't know about that, Ryan. Uh, for LVP, I have Gene because as soon as Morph was like, "Be quiet," my name like my name is Murphy. Like we're this is a serious situation. She stepped up and was like, "Shh, hey, Morph." what's going on and i was like you have no idea what's happening right now gene come on um but caitlin obviously it's got to be cyclops it's got to be cyclops he did it he didn't hit anybody with that he sinister he did hit sinister hitister sinister still got back up he healed from it there was no effect um so yep he is winning lvp let's go on to our final award mvp Ryan. I'm going to change mine. Who do you have? (laughs) I'm going to say it's Kazar. uh, As somebody who just knows the land, knows the smell, knows the three horns, Mm -hmm. knows what to do in any situation. I do do think it's Kazar. The whole time he's watching this going like, I don't trust you, but maybe I do. Dinosaur! And then he just puts a dinosaur in a headlock and (laughs) gives it a noogie. Just the best of buds with them. Kazar does kick ass. Uh, Caitlin, who do you have for MVP? So my MVP is actually the your LVP, Cassie. It's going to be Jean Grey. And the reason why Jean Grey is my MVP right now is mm-hmm. because she used her powers to lift up Cyclops' glasses so mm-hmm. he could start blasting people, which, again, is my LVP. Mm-hmm. But the Goodness. fact that she uses her powers to not, like, lift up all the people or, like, do something crazy, but to lift up glasses... Fuck yeah, Jean Grey. All powers to you. So M- MVP is what you're saying MVP, for that. MVP, <laughs> Jean Grey lifting up them glasses. Okay, okay, cool. Um, Ryan, this was all you simple fool. You should have stayed with Cyclops for MVP because he is the MVP because he respected the art form and he let more finish his set. Wolverine was going to interrupt it and he was like, hold on, wait, let him finish. And you know what? That's a real MVP move. Well, I forgot that I was dealing with Cassie, the clear improv professional <laughs> of the three of us like, clearly i just you know i don't gotta be the professional i just gotta respect it the same as cyclops so you know what that point's gonna go to me that one's gonna- <laughs> <laughs> he's both lvp and mvp oh my gosh caitlin i know you normally sweep this every time i'm yeah. sorry uh, you didn't get any points this one ryan you got a whole point buddy and Thank then you. for what point Two, three, four. LVP. You did get a point. LVP. You did get a point. You two tied for points. <laughs> one point each. I came in with three and took it all. It feels good for once for that oh, to happen. I'm sorry. The point giver mm-hmm. won the entire thing. It's crazy. I would have never thought that that could happen. I don't know this how it happened. This is a big day for us. And you know what? It was a big episode, but we are at the end of it. We've made it through everything now. And now it's time to just plug things. Ryan, I'm going to make you tell me about websites. Uh, yourpopfilter.com is where you can find everything related to Pop Filter. If you want the shows that are Superhero Show Show, Movie of the Year, please go to yourpopfilter.com. Also, patreon.com slash yourpopfilter is the place to go where we actually get a little taste of the action. Except for amazon.com slash yourpopfilter, where we also get an even smaller taste of the action. <laughs> so you decide how small is the taste of the action. <laughs> and you know what? That's the power that we give you. 
Uh, we also do, Ryan, you mentioned it, Movie of the Year. It's another show on the network we have right now. You guys are going through 1975, trying to figure out the best show of that by using science and screaming, of course. So important yeah. to know that. Um, if you had to throw... Don't fucking make fun. I would Cassie, never. I would never Cassie, ever Cassie, Have that. you seen the movie Jaws? No, of course we haven't. I've seen uh, bits and pieces. Do you, do you understand... Fine. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I do. Do we understand how big that shark is? It's pretty big. Donna. How big do you think? <gasps> Twelve <Donna>. feet. <gasps> Probably three feet. It's twenty-five feet. Tons of bitches. That is a big shark, and you can get facts like that if you listen to Movie of the Year, Caitlin. Yeah. You want to tell me about another show? Wow, yeah, I can tell you about a show. Should I tell you about a show that we're both on? Yeah, please do that. Okay, I'll tell you about Natural 20s. And Natural 20s is a comedy podcast where Cassie and I and our friend Books leave the fate of each other set up to the roll of D20. It's a really fun time, and it gets a little wild and really chaotic, and we talk about a lot of things. We go through a list of 20 talking points. I think you should literally listen to it on Natural 20s. I would love to say she doesn't use that voice on the show. She does. So do no, be don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> it does make an appearance every once in a while. Usually it's the end, though. Usually the end. Yep, just like this. So look out for that. Um, we also do have social media. We are at Your Pop Filter on Twitter. I think that's the main one that we're at. That's the best one, at least. That's where all the good, uh, good tweets are at. So follow us over there. We got an email. It's contact at your pop filter. Uh, if you watch X Taz, go ahead and show us who you think MVP, LVP. Reach out. Let us know. Uh, also, uh, just talk to us over there. We're lonely. Talk to us. Email. Do it. Next week, we got a big episode because Modoc is going to be in the spotlight. Plus, the Shushies are going to return, and we're going to figure out who the best sidekick is going to be. Uh, so it's going to be a great episode. Be sure to tune in for that. Uh, for Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I am Caitlin. For Caitlin, I am me, 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 me. Bye, everyone. Bye.